This is In the Trenches, Broadcast 53. Welcome to In the Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. Today's guest is Josh Elledge, the founder of MillionsAndFreeMedia.com and also the founder of SavingsAngel.com. He is a Navy veteran, and he's also from West Michigan, which is important in the context uh, only so far as I'm actually in Holland, Michigan, uh, on the we the what I like to call the West Coast of Michigan, um, and so it's it's pretty uh, pretty crazy um, how small a world it is. So, Josh, thanks so much for being on the show with us today. My pleasure, Tom. So, hey, let's get right to it. Um, tell us a little bit about your backstory. I mean, both both. I'm, I think it's it's important to maybe talk about Savings Angel and then maybe we'll dive into millions and in free media and then get into that in more depth. But tell us a little bit about how these two two companies started. Yeah, well, so I'm from West Michigan. My my folks actually live in a little tiny town called Plainwell, Michigan, which is uh, between Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo, which I'm sure you'll be familiar with, but uh, probably 90% of your listeners won't have a clue <laughs> where where these little towns are. Uh, but, you know, it's it's really interesting. Out of, uh, I left high school, joined the Navy for five years as I was a U.S. Navy journalist. And uh, had the distinct uh, pleasure of serving my country and and helping kind of share the word of the the great things that sailors were doing and uh, you know from that I ended up pursuing an education uh, not in journalism but actually studied family science my met my wife and she's a mar- uh, she's actually a marriage and family therapist and but then I got distracted with this whole internet thing. And ended up getting involved in entrepreneurship as an internet developer in the mid to late 90s. And that was just a great time if you wanted to start a business. And you know what? There's really never been a bad time to start a, a you know, to be a digital entrepreneur. And as a matter of fact, I think now there's more opportunity than ever. But about eight years ago, I started a company called Savings Angel. And what Savings Angel does is it helps you cut your grocery bill in half. And I, I started this, Tom, completely out of necessity because my wife and I were doing what we thought we were supposed to be doing in terms of spending our money wisely. But as we went through and, and we were looking at our spending plan and where the money was going, I had this line item and it was about seven dollars $800 every single month for just like Meyer and Walmart. And, and, and I, I couldn't tell you what was in that line item. I, I guess I'd, I'd just have to stroll over to the refrigerator and the, and the closet to kind of look and see what we bought. But I mean, Tom, that's a big ticket item, seven to $800 every single month. And it was just my wife and I and two very small young kids. Uh, and, you know, I had heard that there were people who were able to kind of crack the code and figure out how to cut their grocery bill in half. So I I bought a stack of books on Amazon. I really just, every piece of information I could find in terms of 
how to save money at the grocery store. I read all the books. And the experts agreed that there's there's basically two ways that, that anybody, anyone, anyone who's listening to this uh, discussion right now can cut their grocery bill in half. And, and the first way to do it is you can grow all your own food and you can kind of shift back to more of an agrarian lifestyle. That's not realistic for me. And I don't think that that's realistic for most people because we're extremely busy. So that would be one option. Now, the other option is that you need to take advantage of every discount that's available to you. And the real magic comes from when you combine great sales. So for example, let's say your your local grocery store might have a buy one, get one free sale. And at the same time, that manufacturer may also have a $1 or $2 coupon available that you can use at the same time. Now, before you start thinking, oh gosh, it sounds like a lot of work. Well, that's why I created Savings Angel, because you're right. It normally would be a lot of work to you know, find where those matches are, where the great sales are, and at the same time, where you can find all those manufactured coupons. So we've got a database of over 5,000 coupons. We've been working with grocery chains and, and national retailers for many, many years. And we've created a system that rather than have to become a couponing expert or an extreme couponer, we basically just tell you what they are buying each and every week, and then you can decide whether or not that's something that you want for your family. It's very, very easy, and we've really just taken a lot of work and, and automated it so that if there's a product line that you really enjoy, like let's say, for example, you want gluten-free or organic products, minimally processed, let's say you love Cheerios, whatever it is, you know, just let us know what that product is and tell us how much you want to save. And then we search around the clock at all of the stores that you shop at. And then we're also looking at the same time for manufacturer's coupons. When we find a match, we send you an alert, and then you could be the first person in your town to head off to the store and get that deal before anyone else. And that, so, yeah, so that's, that became Savings Angel. And we started saving, I started Savings Angel. My dear wife and I started Savings Angel in our Holland, Michigan basement many, many years ago. Yeah, eight years ago. Yeah. And we got a lot of, of positive press. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, JQ99, who's in town there, Mm -hmm. uh, the Grand Rapids Press, uh, Holland Sentinel, and a lot of radio stations, TV stations really picked up on what we were doing. And it really became, I don't want to say an overnight success, but certainly within a year, uh, we were doing quite well. That's awesome. Yeah, about that time, I think uh, eight years ago, I was at West Point. So, but out of Holland, Michigan, I uh, went to yeah. school at West Ottawa. So, <laughs> oh, terrific. Yeah. Small yeah. world. That's where my kids would be right now if we were there. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, okay. And now I want to shift gears to millions and free media because uh, before we start recording this, we were talking a little bit about that in particular. I'm really fascinated by this, um, selfishly so, because. It's a platform, really, uh, the way I view it, and tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, would be for a person like me or, or other business owners to get media. Um, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about this platform. Oh, well, so right now, if you look at business owners, entrepreneurs out there, there are some entrepreneurs that are doing quite well. And then there are other entrepreneurs that have great ideas. They are terrific business people. But for whatever reason, Tom, it's they're not getting, quote-unquote, discovered. 
And and why is that? Why do some businesses seem to get picked up by Mashable and BuzzFeed and all of a sudden there's a bunch of, you know, there's just a bunch of buzz going on around these companies and these business owners, and yet others don't seem to catch on? Well, it has to do with what I think is one of the two most important things that an entrepreneur can do if they want to become successful. Number one is, and, and let me just explain number one first and kind of get that out of the way because um, this is very simple, is that as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, if you want to become successful, you have to, you have to, have to, have to network. And you must network with other business owners. You must network with other people whom you can serve and who you can create great business together. So it's really, really difficult to create success in a vacuum. And the thing is, amongst entrepreneurs, I'm sure you've picked this up as long as you've been podcasting, but you know, entrepreneurs are a very giving group of people and they will help you. They will share, uh, you know, the, the kind of the steps to their success because they want you to have the same thing. When you get on the other side of success as an entrepreneur, and what I'm referring to is I know what it's like to struggle as an entrepreneur. I have, I've had six businesses that have you know, that I've had to shut down or I've, I've left or walked away from that, that haven't, you know, panned out to a lifetime of, of financial success. And it wasn't until I got to my seventh venture, Savings Angel, that it really, really took off like no, one, no other business did. So networking is just so absolutely critical. But the second thing, and, and this is going to get into some Michael Gerber e-myth philosophy here, but the number one job of, of a business owner. And I agree with this is you got to network is, uh, but in, in addition to that is that you need to be out growing your business. And what that means is that you need to get in front of audiences. You need to get in front of large groups of people and you need to share your story. And if you can do that, well, enough people are going to like you and enough people are going to like your story that they are going to want to be associated with the product or service that brings them value. And so right now there's just so much opportunity to work with both, uh, both traditional media and new media. And the rules are pretty much the same if you want to be able to get in front of their audiences and have them promote what you're doing to their very large audiences. So, uh, you know, what, what are some ways that you can do that effectively? Well, so let's kind of go step by step, yeah. right? And and so uh, now if you go to Millions in Free Media, and Tom, I'll give you a link, and this will be a special link that um, I've actually put together a one-hour free webinar that uh, if you're a business owner, I, I kind of specialize in working with digital entrepreneurs simply because that's my background. I, I do work with some other more traditional business owners. I, I work with a uh, person who owns a dance studio, but, but most of the people I work with, they're bloggers, they're podcasters, uh, they've got an internet business. They, they're really interested in driving many more sales to their uh, to their storefront, to their web based storefront. Um, but if, if you go to that link that that I'm sure you'll put in the show notes or, or wherever you'll put that, um, you can watch a free one hour webinar. 
It, I really just, I put all of my best stuff into this one hour webinar. And then after that, if they, only if they go through your link, uh, I'd be willing to spend about 30 minutes with them and I'll go through your website. I normally charge about three, $400 an hour for my time. And I've charged a lot more than that for, with some clients. Uh, but I, I'd be happy to spend 30 minutes with you. I'll go through your website and we're gonna, we'll, we'll work on that. Um, but, um, so let, let me, let me kind of just with that out of the way, let me give you step-by-step what you want to do if you want to get a lot of media attention. And the first step, Tom, is, is, and I think you do a good job at this, is you need to be a great storyteller. You need to be able to share where you come from, what your story is, and why you do what you do, and what, how that's led you to be able to provide the products and services that you do to audiences. And if you can be a great storyteller, then you'll find that it's just much easier for you to parlay one media exposure to another, to another, to another, to another, because people... You know, people love stories and, um, you know, getting really good at telling your story, I think is going to be very, very effective. And, and so if you can do this, uh, then you'll find yourself, um, you know, this is just great groundwork that you want to have. Now, another piece of this groundwork is that you need to, especially as a digital entrepreneur, you need to have a good, you need to have a good website and you need to have your social media uh, you have to be well engaged from with your social media. So, with a good website, you need it needs to be clean. It needs to look good. You need to have a press kit on there. You need to have photos of you. You need to have your story. You need to have videos of you. It you just need to make sure that it's updated. And the reason why, and this is so important, and 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 if you remember nothing else in terms of public relations and building your own media presence, is that journalists and public rela- journalists and producers are extremely risk averse. They don't like taking chances with guests or you know who they're going to spend their time interviewing. So, what you want to make sure that you do as a business owner, is that you check all the boxes. And if you've got too many red flags, you're you're not going to get calls back. You're not going to get responses to your email. You're not going to get responses to uh, any outreach you do to a journalist or, or a uh, producer via social media. All right. And, and so, and you'll, you'll never know why. It's just, they'll do their due diligence and they'll see that you're not ready for prime time and they won't bother with you. So step one, get your website design up to speed. Step two, make sure you've got a media kit. And again, those are the things that I already talked about. And the reason why is they need to be assured that you know what you're talking about in terms of being able to communicate uh, your story and that you're going to play well on TV or that you are going to be worth a journalist's time. Let's say, and again, you know, I, I know a lot of us are thinking, well, why would I spend my time with traditional media? I heard that people aren't reading newspapers. Okay. <laughs> All right. That, that's really, you don't want to get, uh, you don't want to get focused on that. Okay. The, the fact is, is that amongst newspapers, there's been a shakeout. Newspapers today have largely stabilized because 
they have become news sources for the internet. And those news sources on the internet are amongst some of the biggest shared and most viral content on the web. So if you get a great interview with your local newspaper or your local Fox or NBC, CBS, ABC affiliate, that's going to get on the internet. This is a good thing, all right? So you're going to get exposure amongst their traditional audience, you know, on TV or it's, you know, print circulation, and you're also going to get a lot of web play for that. So so don't discount this, all right? Um, but but uh, we were talking about, uh, Tom, you know, the steps that you need. So we talked about having a great website, having a media kit, and then the third step to making sure that you've laid the groundwork first is you need to have your social media all up to snuff. So here's what you need. You need engagement and you need activity and you need to show some numbers. If you have a Twitter handle and you've got 12 followers and you haven't done anything since 2011, well, that's not going to be good, right? It's not going to exclude you necessarily, but it's a red flag. It's a mark against you. They love, and when I say they, I'm referring to newsrooms, love quoting experts and love bringing experts on TV and successful business owners on TV who have large followings. Why? Because chances are you're going to let your audience know about your appearance and that's good for them, right? I I just want to share this one other thing too, and it's important Mm -hmm. as you're kind of thinking this out in terms of you know, what is going through the mind of a journalist or a producer? When I say that they're really risk averse and, and, and why this is so critical is that journal, being a journalist, being a broadcast journalist in, in particular, looks like it's a lot of fun. It is a hard, hard job. The pay is usually not that great. The stress is through the roof and the turnover is yeah. absurd. Is it all so, good? If they book a bad guest or they book a guest, let's say you go on TV, you're ready for your interview. And and I've seen this. I've, I've been in producers' offices and we're watching another guest who's on TV and the guest isn't bad, but the guest is also not really good. Uh, I, I've, I've heard producers go, well, we'll never book them again. And it's a cold, harsh reality that if you if you want to go on TV you need to shine and that's why you need to invest in being very media accessible and media friendly and as much as I'd like to tell you that you can just kind of learn this through books and videos you can't you you really do need to spend some time with someone who has been you know kind of been through the ropes and that's what i teach in my webinar is is i kind of teach you the skills that you need and then i do a lot of work one on one with business owners so that they can get on tv get in front of an audience of 5 8 10,000 people and they can drive many many hundreds of people to their website generating dozens and dozens of sales and that means a lot of money in the pocket yeah. So, do you have any tips? Um, I'm sure you cover this in more depth than the actual webinar, but um, to, uh, in terms of how do you how you reach out to uh, news outlets and stuff like that to connect with them, and what's an appropriate way to do that? Yes, absolutely. So, there's first. Let me share these two ways because these are two ways that you'll hear often shared. That that th- these are things that you should be doing, and you'll see a lot of services that will 
you know, they'll they'll charge you money to do this. Number one are press releases. I don't know any journalists who wake up in the morning and say, oh man, I can't wait to re- read press releases. I-, I just can't read enough of those. I mean, it's just press releases, when they come into the office, they get filed in the round circular file cabinet on the ground. It's, it's just generally, they're just not the way of reaching out. I-, I would say the only value in a press release is it might get you a little bit of SEO traction, but it's generally business owner to business owner. I'll just tell you, it's it's largely a waste of money. And most press releases. There are some free press release services that are not worth a whole lot. And then there are paid press releases that are, well, not worth a whole lot either. Um, but they'll lar- they'll gladly take your money. I would say, look, that might be a part of your strategy down the road. Um, if you're just looking for the possibility that you might get picked up through a press release or uh, that you want a little bit of SEO play, largely not a great use of time, not a great use of money. Another a uh, place that business owners might see as uh, a way to connect with journalists is a service called Haro. Now, Haro is called Help a Reporter Out. It's a free service. Well, they have a pre- they have a free level and they have a paid level. Now, what this allows you to do is that journalists, as they start getting desperate and they can't find anyone in their local network or their local circle of influence. You know, to kind of answer questions or serve as an expert for a story that they're working on. Well, they'll they'll use a service like Haro, and they'll say, "I'm working on a story about stay-at-home moms who do you know who feed their kids healthy organic food." And so they're looking for people who have who know something about that, and they'll get replies. They'll get many replies. They'll get many, 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 many replies. Some journal, some stories will get over a thousand replies. So to an inquiry, so it's a very, very crowded, noisy space. You can do it, and I know some experts and some public relations people that will advocate this uh, and have done quite well at it. I again, I would say that this might be worth your time, but I wouldn't do this. I, I would save this for a second. And and the, here's the number one best thing that I think that you could do that's going to be most, it's going to be a most effective use of your time. And that is is once you've gotten your groundwork done and you're ready to perform, that you start getting really good at using Twitter to reach out to journalists. Twitter, in my opinion, is the best communications device uh, to build a relationship with a journalist. And I really use the metaphor of dating because it's a good one. Because if you're, if you want to date a journalist, just like if you want to date, you know, you want to find a pretty girl or a pretty, you know, a good looking guy that you want to date, you don't want to come on too strong. You don't want to be, you don't want to be a creeper. Um, You want to reach out, follow them. And you want to pay attention to what's going on. You also want to pay attention to who the journalists are in your local market. And you want to find out what their beats are. And you want to find a journalist who maybe has an interest in the subject area that you're an expert in, let's say your business covers. And and you also want to look at which news outlets have the availability. So for example, in my local market, my NBC affiliate has about one hour of availability each morning. My Fox affiliate, on the other hand, has five hours of availability. 
They've got five hours of airtime they need to fill with local programming each and every weekday morning. Well, who do you think is going to be easier to work with? Well, in, in Orlando, where I live today, it's going to be Fox. And, and it's sure enough. So you want, to, you want to pay attention to who's got what. And you want to get to know them. Don't come on too strong. But, but comment on stuff that's going on on Twitter every so often. And then you really want to pay attention to things that are happening in the news. And you're going to employ what is referred to as newsjacking. And newsjacking is a technique that absolutely works. And that is, is that you pay attention to what's going on in the news. You pay attention to what's trending in social media. If this is something then that fits within your industry, and you can become what's called a brand journalist. In other words, you're not so much concerned about selling your products and services when you get on TV, but that you can speak for your industry as a whole. Then what you want to do is as as like as soon as you can, like when when it's first looking like this is something that's going to be very popular, you know, very highly talked about, it's going to become a water cooler subject. You want to reach out to those journalists with whom they might remember you. And you want to let them know, hey, I just did a blog post all about this thing that is trending right now. Would would love to share more with your audience. Include a link to what you've written. Uh, and then uh, ask for permission to send them an email, via, all via Twitter, right? And again, you got to do this smooth. I don't have a whole lot of time in this interview uh, to to go too much in depth into you know you know how to create the perfect pitch. But I'll just sum it up by saying you need to keep everything very very short, very very bullet point uh, in in nature. And if you'll do that, you'll find that the, this is kind of I what I consider to be the best formula for getting placed uh, in your local media. And 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 again. This is important, too, because some people, again, might be listening and saying, well, why would I waste my time with a small media outlet? I just want to go on to the Today Show, all right? Let me tell you right now, all right, you've got business, any business owner who says that, you've got what I call big dealitis, all right? The big deal as, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, is the accumulation of lots of little deals, you need to prove yourself in the trenches before, which, hey, that's great, great for your program, right? Uh, you need to prove yourself in the trenches. And if you'll do that, then larger media outlets will consider having you on. And then eventually you go from small market to medium market to major market and national syndicated media. But you have to do your times. You have to do your time in the smaller markets first before they'll consider you. Interesting. Good stuff. Wow. Um so we're coming up on time here, although I probably have a lot more questions I could ask, but I think what will be important is that I link to your stuff in the show notes and link to that, that free webinar that you're willing to, uh, to do for people if they're interested in learning more. I think I'll take you up on that as well. But where can people reach out to you? What's the best way to reach out to you and connect? Well, the, the place that they should go is tommorks.com, right? And that's where you have information. Do, is that where you have information about your podcast? That's it, yep. Okay, great. So go there because we'll have the links to everything you need. And those links, again, it's savingsangel.com 
millions in freemedia.com. And I would be honored if you would maybe check out my podcast and it's called 90 days to abundance.com where I teach you life hacks and I share with you all the best tips and deals on how you can save tons of money and get all of the upgrades and hookups in life that will allow you to live a four and five star lifestyle for two and three star prices. That's what I teach uh, on my podcast. And again, that podcast is 90 Days to Abundance. Awesome. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really enjoyed it. I learned a lot, Josh, and I know everybody listening did too. So can't wait to uh, send people your way and hopefully, uh, you know, so they can learn even more. But thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure, Tom. Thank you for having me. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you're interested in checking out the show notes, just head over to tomworkers.com slash podcast to see our latest episodes. Also, I just wanted to give a quick update to fans and listeners of In the Trenches and specifically what I'm working on right now. For the past two years, I've been publishing books, my own and others, through Insurgent Publishing, my boutique publishing company. In the past six months alone, I've helped four individual authors launch their books to bestseller on Amazon, including Dan Norris's The Seven Day Startup and David Nihill's Do You Talk Funny, among others. And both of those books are still top of the charts months after launch. I've learned two important things from all this. Number one, that people still read books. And believe it or not, they're willing to pay for the good ones. And number two, the $60 billion book industry is only getting bigger and the barrier to entry is only getting lower, which means access to this market has never been closer to the average writer, blogger, or author. It is literally within the grasp of anyone who wants it. But you need to know how to approach it the right way, with patience, with a strategy, and with the right implementation and execution. That's why I've been able to launch so many bestsellers, many that are still top of the charts, because we brought great books to the people who wanted and would pay for them. No slimy sales tactics, just honest, powerful marketing. Now, I want to show other authors and publishers how to do the same. Four months ago, I launched the pre-beta to a new super-secret platform called Publishers Empire. In that time, I've helped a dozen authors and publishers start to bring their ideas to life. And with their help and feedback, we've quickly developed what is, in my opinion, the best, most comprehensive publishing training platform in the world. And now I'm getting ready to open the doors up to a few more students. So if you're interested in being part of a tight-knit family of publishers who help and support one another through their writing and publishing projects, if you want access to over 100 HD training videos to take you through the writing and publishing process, if you want access to proven copy and paste book marketing and sales copy, stuff that we've used to launch bestsellers, and if you'd like professional book covers and templates you could plug your own work into and look like a pro in minutes, and if you'd like all of that, while getting the chance to be mentored by me, check out PublishersEmpire.com and sign up to be notified when we launch. That's www.PublishersEmpire.com. I hope to see you there. As always, this is Tom Morcus. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorkis.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.